howdy, howdy. Hi, Hales. <laughs> I thought I'd try another new intro. Wow, you're just, you're so versatile. Oh my me. gosh. Well, you know what I realized on a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, they do an introduction each time. So it would be like, hi, this is Haley Barton and this is my dad. I don't know. Or something like they always say, like their names. I don't know. Yeah. Hi, this is Brent Lamb with the Brent Lamb Podcast. I don't know how you would do that. And I'm we're Haley. Just, we're just talking. Hello. And I don't know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I thought I'd try something out, okay? Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. Something I've been wanting to ask you about. Okay. I wanted to ask you your favorite Christmas present you got. And you need to think really hard on it. This year? Because it was from me. Oh, I know. It will. Yeah, I love that thing. Tell everyone what it, it is. It is a custom. Tell everyone how wonderful I am, Dad. This is what this podcast is people, about. I, people, you just don't know how great <laughs> she is. It's a, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a branding brand that I can heat. And I've got the heater. Mm-hmm. Plug it in, it gets this thing hot, and then it burns a stamp on everything that I have that I make with wood, and it says "manufactured by Papa Lamb." So I got one for you and my father-in-law because y'all both do woodworking. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, I've been wanting to get you guys those for a few years, and they take so long to get in that I would think of it too late, like too close to Christmas. Oh yeah. And it's like, oh, shoot, like I can't, they won't be here in time, so I can't do it. Well, then I remembered this year, and there was some kind of, I think it was a scam. Josh laughed at me, but there was some kind of weird shipping scam this girl was doing who I ordered it from. It was like she would say it it had shipped, or she said, like I ordered it, then she sent me an email that said, hey, if you need this before Christmas, let me know, and we can... I'll get you the expediting price. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then the next day I got a an email that said it that it had shipped. And I was like, oh, perfect. Well then turns out it hadn't it didn't really. So she must have just like printed the label then. Oh. But then so I didn't pay any extra for shipping, thinking it'll be here. And then it got down to I had to chase that thing all over town. Had to go to our tiny little post office, which that was a whole experience because that girl was not happy, but Anyways, I got it. Finally, y'all got them for Christmas, in time for Christmas. And have you walked around branding anything? <laughs> I told just him. Just your mom. <laughs> your mom's upper arm. I told him he needs to just walk through the house and put his name on everything. I had forgotten how many things, different things I've built for my house. Yeah. Yeah, I love that thing, man. It's it's going to be great. Well, you should have brought it over here. Yeah, I thank you for that because that was I love novelty gifts like that. Yeah, I really wasn't looking for, you know, praise for that, but more about the actual thing and how cool it is. Because I'm excited. Yeah, you can brand everything that you've made. Yeah, I'm gonna brand stuff that I didn't make that I oh think is gosh. pretty. No, you can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> oh now, gosh! Look at this! Look at this pickup truck I made. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. No, we're more than halfway through January now. No, it's crazy. And I remember, yeah, I was going to, because I think a couple of few weeks ago, you asked me, had I heard about the thing people were saying 2022, like yeah, T-O-O. Like part two. 
No. We're not doing that. <laughs> oh, but gosh. But it's crazy that it's 2022. I know. It is wild. So I thought this week we would do like a Shenandoah theme week. <laughs> okay. Episode. <laughs> because it keeps coming up. I didn't tell you this. At Josh's work Christmas party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy who... I've met before each year at the Christmas party, but I don't know him. And it, you know, so we're standing there and somebody walks up and he's, he, uh, he points to me, like motioning to me, telling someone else, you know, you know who her daddy is? And I was like, where is he going with this? Cause he's not like, I don't, I'm like, does he know who my dad, like what? He's like, you know who her daddy is? And the girl's like, no. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be like, a test. No. And he's and so I'm standing there like, what's he going to say? So I'm standing there. I don't help him out at all. I'm just like, where's he going with this? And he can't think of it. So he starts, you know, he's like snapping his finger. He's like, uh, uh, two dozen roses. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and and then she starts she's like Shenandoah your dad's in Shenandoah I was like oh gosh okay well and then and I was talking to Hunter and Hayden about this at Christmas because I'm like it's so weird like when that comes up because it's like well yes when people hear Shenandoah they think Marty Raven right so I'm like that's not my dad <laughs> like that's Marty's not my dad no but you were the lead singer for how many years? From 99 to 03. Okay. And you were the best singer, <laughs> if I do say so myself. But anyways, so it's always like an awkward, like, wait, your dad, who's your dad? You know, but anyways, I thought that was so funny. And then Hunter and Hayden were telling me when they're out on tour and people find out it's the same kind of thing. They're like, wait a minute. Your dad's Marty? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. And they said they always play the Shenandoah Live album, which I don't even have. You don't? No. I would like a copy of that, please. Oh, gosh. And that was the one y'all recorded? We did a record in 2000 titled Shenandoah 2000. Oh, wow. <laughs> Could you tell we were tired? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, so the whole story, just to clear the murkiness... Marty was the original lead singer and was there until 98 and decided to go do some other things. And so they left. Well, I was doing country stuff with as Brent Lamb, just me as an artist. And the company that booked and managed Shenandoah at the time was managing and booking me. So they were getting offers, and of course, Marty had left, and Ralph, the bass player, had left. And so he was just saying, hey, we have a bunch of show offers here. You guys should do them. And so uh, Mikey and Jim said, well, find us a singer and a bass player. And so he said, well, I've got this other artist. And so he played them my stuff, and they liked it. And so that's how I got in the band. I joined, and then by 03... I was ready to do some other other things too, and so I left. And then, and now Marty has come back. Yeah, and they're they're out doing some stuff. But yeah, when I started singing lead for them 
in, in, in those four or five years, I would have people come up to me and call me Marty, <laughs> Marty, oh, you know, gosh. remember me or I had, <laughs> and then there were other little kids, little mm-hmm. kid fans that, and they would call me Shannon. They thought, <laughs> they thought my name was Shannon. My last name was Doa. Yeah. Shannon Doa. And I, I, I remember this one little kid follow me and I'm just, I'm headed out to the bus and I hear this kid voice going, Shannon, Hey Shannon, Hey Shannon. And I was like, you know, he's trying to get his sister Shannon to yeah. come on. I turn around and he's, he's holding a, a piece of paper wanting an autograph. Oh yeah. And he's like, can I get an autograph Shannon? I was like, yeah, bud. I said, you know, my name's not Shannon though. It's Shannon, not Shannon. <laughs> Shannon Doa is the band, but my name's Brent. What's your name? So I kind of went into dad mode, you know, and yeah. trying not to make him feel awkward. But yeah. And we had people, we had truckers that would call Gary, our driver at night. Like, who you hauling? He'd say, Shenandoah. Oh, cool. Is she on there? (laughs) (laughs) So it's just that that whole name. Yeah, people think it's Shannon. But those were were good years. It was a fast year. But what's crazy to me is like people still talk about that to me. And it's like, you know who he is? Yeah. And it's like that part of my life ended in 03. Yeah. And it was a pretty short time yeah. span too yeah it, it was one of those things that i uh i just I, f- I feel like it was a gift from the lord yeah i mean they they had all the hits and they had you know they they had the name mm-hmm. and so i i went from brent lamb stuff that wasn't ever very big at all now now to all of a sudden i was playing big auditoriums and arenas and yeah outdoor things for thousands of people yeah and it was people it's 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 like us with the doobie brothers or the eagles like you don't know individual people you just know the name of the band and you know the hit songs yeah and i got to i got to stand in front of a lot of people and sing hit songs great songs yeah that i wish i'd written and some you did write I did a few, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I had a few on the Shenandoah 2000 CD (laughs) that went triple plywood. Uh, Yeah, it was good times, though, man. Good times with those guys. Yeah. Well, I wanted you to tell a couple of the funny stories (laughs) just from, like, the touring side of it and and becoming friends with all the band guys. Yeah, because when I I went and met, you know, Mikey, uh, the drummer, and Jim Seals, the guitar player, they had bought everybody else out so it was their company so they wanted to meet me and i was like well yeah i'll, I'll go i'll go i was a huge fan so mm-hmm. i literally took all of my cd my shenandoah cds that i had bought and i was like well if i don't ever get to sing you know be part of the band i can at least get an autograph yeah and i had all my cds in my truck seat and so we, we'd go in there and so they were the kind of guys i was and like this is going to be a good a, a good fit but we were all older Mm-hmm. You know, we were in our 40s. And so it was crazy. I remember one of the first things we did, I think we were over in Knoxville, Tennessee or something, and Blake Shelton warmed up for us <laughs> before anybody knew him. And he came on our bus, and I, he was literally trembling. Yeah. Like, I am on Shenandoah's bus. I can't believe this. <laughs> and he calls his mom on his cell, and he goes, Mom, you're never going to believe where I am. I am standing on Shenandoah's bus. <laughs> And she's like, wow. And he goes, and he hands me the phone. He goes, here's the singer. I was like, hello, mom. So I'm talking to Blake Shelton's mom <laughs> on his cell phone. And it was crazy because, you know, now the whole world knows who Blake Shelton oh, yeah. is. But guys like that, and we did shows with Paisley and yeah. all these guys that are huge stars now, like they would come and do shows with us back then. 
Yeah. It's crazy. Us being older, I remember one time we were doing this outdoor thing. Of course, we're all older, so we're starting to put on weight. And, mm-hmm. you know, mostly because when you tour, your your driver sleeps all day and drives all night. Well, mm-hmm. at all the truck stops, like TA and Love's and all the big ones, the breakfast buffet opens at midnight oh. <laughs> for the truckers because they're driving all night, you know? Yeah. And so we would wake our driver up. You know, he wanted to get fuel, so we would get, we'd all get on, we'd, we'd have a runner bring him back to the venue. So we, when we, after a show, we'd get on the bus and we would go down, you know, an exit or two where he could get fuel. But then that's where we, he wanted to eat. He'd been sleeping all day and he wanted to eat. So we would pile in those truck stops at <laughs> one in the morning and eat full blown breakfasts and then go get in the bunk. And they were like, man, I, I don't understand why I'm putting on weight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, think about it. And so we, we were at this big outdoor festival one day, <laughs> and we had been talking about, man, I'm gaining weight. Yeah, I am too, man. I'm getting, my jeans are tight, and I got to do something, man. We had just been talking about that, and so we come off the bus, and where the bus was by the side of the stage, the fans, they had it roped off, but the fans could stand right there and watch us. And so... You know, Tony, our road manager, he comes in, all right, boys, time to go to work, you know. So we, we head to the stage to get all wired up and stuff. And and I'm about the fourth or fifth, fifth one off the bus, and I hear this woman say, good Lord, look at the size of those guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we were just dying, like, okay, boys, we really got to do something. Yeah. Like, they're way bigger than they are on their album covers. <laughs> So that, yeah, that 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 was just hysterical. But man, you talk about you talk about awesome, great guys. Yeah, that were like brothers. So there were yeah. a lot of pranks, and and touring in general, they're pranks, yeah. especially light. Last night, your brothers have great stories of last <laughs> night show pranks. Yeah, of the tour. But our keyboard player Stan Muncy, awesome, awesome man. And an awesome keyboard player and a great songwriter. I mean, he, he wrote some hits. Tim McGraw. He wrote John Michael Montgomery hits, Reba hits. I mean, tons, tons of eighties, that seventies, eighties, nineties country songs. You'd know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know all of his songs, and he he was just this hilarious guy that we that we all still love. He. Uh, <laughs> We were in Georgia, and a lot of those guys, the guys that didn't, that weren't raising kids, they would stay up all night and then sleep all morning. But I tried to stay on my home schedule, you know, with you guys. And so I would get up. I'd I'd go to bed as soon as I can, and then I would wake up early. And so me and uh, Tony, our road manager, it was always he and I most of the time. We'd get up. Which that's not what you called him, would you? No, he's called Captain because... (laughs) He's Captain He's Captain Call and I'm Gus from Lonesome Dove because we would watch that movie on the bus all the time and he was, you know, Tony as road manager, he's all about work and I was all about about having a good time. <laughs> so he called me Gus, I call him Captain. So we get up and we made coffee and so we're sitting there early morning in the in the front cabin of the bus having coffee and somebody knocks on the bus door. So he goes and it's a couple of sheriff's deputies. They said, uh, "You guys, Shenandoah." I was like, "Yep." He goes, "Well, we're your, we're your security today. If you need anything, let us know." I'm like, okay. Like, well, what we need is breakfast. You know, we're in this town. We don't know where we are and anywhere anything is. 
like, where where do you guys go to breakfast? Like, oh, we go down to this little cafe down here. It's great. I'm like, well, take us. So they, they, they put us in the back of the squad car, and we get down there. And I remember when we got out of the squad car, everybody in the cafe was looking out the window like, they've got two prisoners, and they're bringing them in here to, <laughs> for breakfast. So we go have breakfast, and, of course, they're asking us, what's it like being country stars and touring all over the world all the time? And we're asking them, what's it like to be a cop and mm-hmm. carrying guns all the time? And so we're just having fun. So we start talking, and we're talking about pranks, touring pranks. It's like, man, we ought to prank Stan, our keyboard player. And it's like, yeah. So, and he's from Picayune, Mississippi is where he's from. That's a real place. <laughs> Picayune, Mississippi. So he said, yeah, yeah, let's, let's prank him like he's, like he's being arrested. So we get back to the bus and we tell, we tell the police officers, like he's in the top right bunk. Oh my gosh. Sleeping. Sleeping. And it's <laughs> early mornings, you know, and it's dark in the cabin, in the bunk cabin, you know, that's kind of the rule. You keep it dark and. So they go in there with flashlights, and they're like, uh, yeah, Mr. Stan Muncie, are you Stan Muncie? And Stan's waking up. I'm like, yeah. It's like, can I see you outside the bus? And he's like, what's for? So we're standing in the front cabin kind of watching, you know. So he goes, yeah, I'll be there right in a minute, you know. So he jumps down out of the bunk. So me and Captain go out. They have us spread eagle against the bus. And so they come out there, and Stan comes out there, and it's, bright sunny morning he can't see anything you know and he's frowning he's like what's this about he's like like uh, mr muncie were you uh were you arrested for having a dui in 1980 in picayune mississippi (laughs) and stan goes probably (laughs) (laughs) it was the 80s and he's like well we have uh we have a warrant to extradite you back to picayune for a court date oh my gosh and I turned around and said, I just said, well, no, you can't take him anywhere. We have a show to do tonight. <laughs> and the police officer goes, you turn around and put your hands back on that bus or I'll arrest you just for being ugly. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so we're just, me and Captain are laughing. Oh. And so they handcuffed Stan and they put him in the squad car. <laughs> and then the cop looks at us like, how, how yeah. far do y'all want to do take this? <laughs> And so they drove him, around, drove him around the block, oh, and gosh. brought him back. But he really thought he was, you know. Oh my god! And he's in his bus PJs, yeah. You know, and so he gets back and he comes up there. And he goes, "That's funny. I'm going to get you, and I'm going to get you." And I'm gonna, <laughs> he's like, "Who all was in on it?" And you know, of course, pe- people are starting. Other, other band and crew guys are waking up, <laughs> going, "I had nothing to do with yeah. it, man." <laughs> but yeah, oh Stanley, I miss Stanley. I need to call him. Maybe he's listening. <laughs> Yeah, well, one thing that was cool with touring, each of us kids got to go out with you. If I'd, you if you keep your grades up. I always yeah, used that was it. never an issue for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I used it as leverage. You keep your grades up, you get to go on the bus. I yeah. remember going to a lot of like local shows. Like if y'all were playing in Nashville, we would always go. Yeah. But there was I don't I didn't get to go as often as the boys. I mean, I understand it was a lot easier to take teenage boys than, than like an elementary school girl, but <laughs> on a bus full of men. Yeah. But I do remember one time I got to go and it was like, there was like, y'all played at a dinner of some sort. The trip I'm talking about. Well, maybe it was a corporate thing. I don't know. It was something where they had dinner and for whatever reason, the centerpieces of the tables were goldfish in bowls. 
<laughs> Do you remember this? No. Okay. And I Sounds don't Sounds like a what. swanky place, though. I know, right? With goldfish and bowls. But at the end of the night, I was like, I want a goldfish. <laughs> and you were like, what? And I was like, come on. Like, let me bring home a goldfish. And you were like, Haley, we have to drive back home on the bus where are we going to put goldfish and i was like come on come on it'll be fine come on so you did you let me i got two two goldfish and a big like ziploc bag that sat in the like little kitchenette sink on the tour bus the entire drive oh home. my god i don't remember where we were and then i got and you know what i named this goldfish no peewee and herman <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was so clever. So, so clever. Anyways, then we got home with them and remembered, oh, I have a cat. And this is like <laughs> an open bowl, like goldfish bowl. Oh, my gosh. Oh, those did not last long. What but. I remember is when you would go, there was a couple of trips. And if it was a state fair, you know, our faces were plastered on billboards and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't go out in public. And you'd like, Dad, take me to ride some rides. Yeah. So I remember once I tried to do it and it was like people started, hey, there's there's one of the... And I got annoyed real fast. You got real annoyed. And then we would have, we tried to take security. Mm-hmm. Well, then that made even more of a scene because it's like, why does that person have to have... Oh, that's one of the... Yeah. That's one of the Shenandoah guys that's playing tonight. You know, we're going to the show. So I had our bus driver, Gary Jasper. That's not what I called him though. But everybody <laughs> called him Bubba. Yeah. And I had him take you. Uh huh. He took me around. I couldn't go out, and he would buy you the biggest load of crap. All (laughs) everything that you could win or buy, he would buy it. And you'd come back on the bus. Look at what Bubba bought me. I was like Gary Jasper. And then we'd have to figure out how to get that home too. And he was he was like a young granddad because his answer was all, "Well, she wanted it." Mm -hmm. You know, he would just buy you whatever you wanted. He was Bubba because he all had the song. If Bubba can dance. If Bubba can dance. And he would come out would as come out Bubba. In overalls and a hat embroidered across the bib, <laughs> Bubba. And he yeah. would dance and during he would the dance. song. He would dance. That was my favorite part of the show. Yeah. And the other memory I have was with Captain, Cap'n. Cap'n. I, I can't say it that fast. <laughs> but he would, right before y'all were supposed to go on stage, he would like line y'all up. Y'all be standing there waiting. And he'd turn around and say... Don't go anywhere. Like, stay <laughs> right here. And I remember watching him do that, and he would turn around. He'd have his flashlight. Yep. He'd turn around to go do something and then come back. And I remember one time I was just still standing there in that little line. <laughs> and everybody and was And I gone. was the only one. And he's like, where'd they all go? <laughs> oh, like, man. Ugh. He used to say, it's like taking a bunch of senior citizens on a field trip. I got to... <laughs> Watch these two because they wander off. And this one, I got to make sure he takes his medicine. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, man, he used to get so frustrated with us. <laughs> I was always drinking, trying to drink a gallon of water. So I was like, I got to go pee. I have to go pee. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. just I, was like, I can't wait. I, mean, I can't do a two-hour show. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would disappear. And, Where'd you go? Did you not hear me say, yeah. don't go anywhere? Oh, man, he was so frustrated. Those are good times, man. <laughs> good times. Yeah. All right, we got time for one more tour story. So what's one of your other top? Uh, I guess one that, that we still talk about and laugh about is almost getting arrested. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> for real this time, not for a, real. Not a yeah, prank we, one? Yeah, this wasn't a prank on Stan. This was 
me and Mike Folsom, our bass player. It was an outdoor show in Florida somewhere behind this, like where the bus was parked backstage. There was this rock quarry that went real. It was just this huge area and it had water in the bottom of it, but there were this huge rocks everywhere. And so me and me and Mike are sitting there. And so we, you know, we're bored. We can't go anywhere because it's too close to showtime. And so we start picking up these little rocks, trying to th- see if we can throw it far enough to hit the water. It's a normal thing people do. Yeah, normal. Such a boy thing. Grown, grown men throwing, <laughs> I bet I can hit the water before you can. So we're throwing rocks, and we realized, we, we, we thought it was big logs in the water. Mm-hmm. So we're, so they were like, okay, you know, we can hit the water. We could throw it far enough to hit the water. Now let's see if we can hit who, who can hit the log first. Mm-hmm. So we start throwing it. And one of us threw some a rock really close to a log. It landed right beside it. And when that rock hit the water, the log took off. Well, we realized they weren't logs. They were alligators. Oh, my gosh. And so we're like, oh, those are alligators floating in the water. <laughs> Now, now we're picking up rocks, trying to hit alligators. Oh my gosh, that's... And I mean, these things were 30, 40 yards down this huge mm-hmm. embankment. So we're standing there and we're having a ball. Oh my gosh. And all of a sudden these two police officers walk up and go, hi fellas, what y'all doing? And I'm, while I'm throwing a rock, I'm saying, yeah, we're trying to hit these alligators with rocks. <laughs> And he goes, yeah, you probably don't need to do that. And I was like, oh, really? I said, why not? And he goes, well, it's a felony. <laughs> oh, my god! In Florida. Oh, you, no. You can't, you can't hit alligators with rocks. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And he goes, actually, uh, because we've seen y'all doing that, we probably have to write you a ticket. Oh, my god! And he goes, what are y'all doing back here anyway? And I said, well, we're actually, I, I'm the lead singer. For Shenandoah, and he's the bass player. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah. All right, we're not going to ticket y'all. We're not going to arrest you. But he oh said, because we saw you doing it and you confessed that you were trying to hit alligators, like we we could take you in. Oh, my gosh. So they didn't, they didn't arrest us, but we, thought, we started laughing about that. Like, we could have been arrested. Like, <laughs> who knew it was a felony to throw rocks at alligators? Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, I think everybody will love hearing that. <laughs> Because that's what everybody always asks questions about. Yeah. But I love it. And then you have a million more. Well, yeah. Any, anybody touring or doing yeah. sessions, that whole music world, it's a whole different world. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening in. Well, we'd love to hear from you. So please shoot us an email at BritlamPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at BritlamPodcast. And our Facebook is just Brentland Music. We'd love to hear from you. And please... If you have a second to leave us a review, that really helps us out. And um, please just share with your friends or anybody you think would enjoy hearing it. And we will talk at you next week. All right. Love you. Love you.